Hello and welcome to the Hello Sunshine podcast. I talk to people about their personal journeys, about who they are, what has shaped them, what they struggle with and more. There's beauty and richness in all of our stories and I hope you find some resonance and connection in listening. Let's jump right into today's conversation. So thank you for being here. Thank you for having me. I'm excited for our conversation. Me too. Um so I wanted to start with uh so the first part of our conversation is more about your journey of becoming. Okay. And of becoming who you are today. Hmm. So the first question is just when you look back what are the you know what about your childhood hmm. has shaped who you are today? anything you want to share around that hmm so the first thing that came to mind is that my obsession with reading has probably shaped me in all sorts of ways uh but I mean taking a step back where that obsession with reading comes from is just me being a little introverted shy child i think that's shaped me in many ways uh uh i found a lot of uh, solace and uh, just enjoyment in being with myself even as a child mm. I, i don't think my mother was ever worried that i'd be bored like i was i rarely remember saying out loud that oh i'm bored today because there was always a new book to read or if there's not a book then there's a magazine or there's something else like there's always something to read and uh, i'd say that's shaped me in really great ways how so because even now i never get bored when people say i'm bored i just can never relate to that because i think there's just no chance of me getting bored because there are just so many things to do if nothing else so many books to read in this world and just by that alone i don't think i will ever get bored Mm. and i think there's a lot of comfort with just being with myself then like mm. I, i like traveling alone uh i'm happy to spend time by myself that's not to say that i'm a loner like i like meeting people also i love being with people meeting friends having mm. fun uh but just that uh i don't know whether it's a it's a strength or a characteristic or what it is just the comfort with being my with myself yeah i think it's like shaped me in so many ways and there's a certain self reliance in that right uh from an early uh, age I guess so. I think the self-reliance might be there also uh well my brother was born when I was already about 7. Mm. Uh so my mom never had to, you know, necessarily uh choose between who she had to pay attention to or you know her feeling overwhelmed that okay, you know, two kids are messing up the house or anything mm. like that. Uh I was already like pretty much studying on my own and other things. So When my brother came it was uh, like I just continue on my own as always and then I feel very responsible for taking care of him so there's that more sense of feeling oh I'm the big sister and you know I need to take care of my little brother right uh, I don't think I ever had to do much of taking care <laughs> of anyone uh, but there's a sense of responsibility there's a sense of yeah there's a sense of like feeling like a leader you know that okay this is a person I want to be responsible for hmm interesting so did that then translate into how do you see that affect you as you were growing older the sense of responsibility of being comfortable with yourself uh it's it's more about what you said around self reliance mm. uh for some reason i don't recollect maybe my parents have a different view i've never asked them this maybe i'll ask them today i've never felt like they had to necessarily mind me about anything like mm. i don't think they had to tell me to study mm. uh yeah there was times when yeah i'd get like carried away and you know not want to uh, like want to watch tv or read books instead of studying or you know doing whatever i'm supposed to and then my dad was quite a strict uh, disciplinarian when i was a child so there was fair amount of doing that mm. 
बट आई वॉज रेयरली एवर एंड लाइक अ डिफिकल्ट और एन अराउंड चाइल्ड आई थिंक इट जस्ट लाइक ओके आई डू इट वन आई हैव टू डू इट एंड आई फिगर थिंग्स आउट ऑन माई ओन सो देन हाउ डिड योर पेरेंट्स देन शेप यू लाइक वॉट वर द मैसेजेस दैट यू गॉट फ्राम दैम वॉट वॉज द काइंड ऑफ गाइडेंस और लाइक हाउ डिड दे इम्पैक्ट यू so from my dad like i said there was quite a lot of discipline he is a very disciplined and organized person himself mm. and that definitely had a tremendous influence on me uh of how i approach things um what i how i chose to live all those early years uh, not getting too distracted usually and actually often now that i look back by choice i never remember my parents like sort of you know holding me by the ear and saying don't watch tv or don't play so many you know so much and you better get your stuff done yeah. it was just my choice I, it's amazing i i feel like wow was i a little abnormal that i didn't <laughs> want to do stupid things or you know want to do uh, things which everybody else felt like doing i i just did for some reason i was just happy in my little world i guess mm. uh so i think that discipline from my dad definitely impacted me in a big way uh from my mom i think i never got any uh specific message when i was a child but now that i look back or when i i've looked back on that as a teenager even mm. i've realized what it's been is actually contributing to that self reliance where she just lets me figure things out on my own there was just so much of freedom around things mm. and there was a fair amount around you know curfews and parties etc and you know especially until i was 13 14 not being too friendly with boys there was all of that hmm. uh to some extent but there was never a thing of this is forbidden or you have to only do this so from my mom it was like immense freedom in fact all my life where she just thinks that you'll figure out the best way because you are amazing so you'll figure out the best way for yourself so that contributes to self reliance it contributes to be me being very very structured organized disciplined about things not easily distracted right yeah and what were other facets of how you saw yourself when you were young when you were in say high school or early mm. years college like so the very early years actually uh there's a reason that this bit probably came around and i've discovered that recently is that i was the youngest amongst the kids in the building hmm i was like younger by about 4 5 years which was at that time a pretty big difference it was a difference yeah. between being 3 years old and 7 years old yeah uh, and being in nursery versus being in a school and having you know proper exams Absolutely. and serious studying stuff and not like bachcha nursery things right so i got excluded a lot actually hmm uh and i think i sort of papered that over by saying okay i am enough you know i can do stuff i can myself. do stuff myself exactly but i definitely felt bad about that but yeah. i think myself and my parents also would often just be like you know try to paper things over be like no no it's okay it's all right you know this happens right uh so in those early years till maybe i was 7 or 8 years old i did see myself as probably boring and mm. not too special and left out mm I don't know if that's really impacted me in any huge way perhaps it has in me trying to be more self-reliant or just saying like oh this is me what the hell deal with it uh so that was there and for some reason uh when I went from the 4th to the 5th standard which in our school was the time when classes got mixed and I don't know what it was about that that changed my personality uh until the 4th standard people probably didn't know much about me beyond my name like sudarshana is probably the only person with whom i used to talk a lot yeah cuz she's such a chatterbox it was hard to like not talk when she's around <laughs> yeah. uh but other than that i barely made friends with other people but somehow things changed when i went to the 5th standard and suddenly met a new bunch of people and i think now that i'm talking to you about it it could just be that i didn't have the burden that i was carrying of my personality of 4 years or 5 years mm. that suddenly it's with you a new bunch of people yourself. i could decide who i wanted to be now right and i turned out to be pretty loud <laughs> uh quite extroverted and uh wanting to very much be in the thick of things so i'd say that phase of my life probably until junior college it was like wanting to be in the thick of things i had a huge desire to be cool and popular like i wanted it so badly <laughs> like sweet valley was my ideal world like oh if only i could be elizabeth wakefield from <laughs> sweet valley that's exactly the life i want 
and you know she's studious as well and she's got everything figured out because i know i'll always want to do that but she's also so cool and popular and pretty i really want to be her <laughs> so that that was a quite a longish phase and that's the time we became friends as well yeah and uh, i i wanted to be the cool kid in many ways uh it was also a time of like did you see yourself as a cool kid no i didn't which is why it was such an aspiration <laughs> right <laughs> and i mean there were so many cool kids in our right. uh, batch yeah. uh, people who were like so obviously dripping cool and everybody <laughs> looking up to them and i was like wow there were there'd be times where i'd be like yeah i probably will never be that right and that also probably shaped me in a certain way to say that i okay i won't be that so but i'll be amazing in what i'll do otherwise mm-hmm. so uh, yeah those were probably all the narratives i told myself until about 15 16 years of age right right yeah. and well, how did that link with like the aspirations you had for yourself and like how did you combine that in uh i think around this time i also uh, ended up because i wanted to be in the thick of things I also ended up uh, leading things in different ways like being right. vice captain being captain or just you know taking charge and be like okay let's do this now or let's take this initiative You're like a true go getter yeah like like okay let's do something now yeah and i'm not sure where that came from uh, maybe it was just being like discovering new parts of me and just wanting to do things mm. uh, but yeah it's I actually don't know where that comes from it's like a pretty lifelong uh, thread in my life of just saying oh let's do something new or uh, I want to lead something um yeah and so how did that evolve um as you got into college and like as you were growing older what were you discovering about yourself um past that phase of school and early years of college so i don't think i have ever been clear of what i wanted to do in life and by do in life i mean career yeah that was i'd say whenever i've thought of what my life should be like i'd say career and work has always been front and center of defining that mm. uh for example i mean things around uh family or partner or life beyond work are probably things i've thought about more in the last 5 years uh but pretty much until i was 18 20 years of age for me what do you want to do in life or what do you want to be in life was entirely centered around what work i wanted to do or what career i wanted to pursue the funny ironic thing is that i had absolutely no, no idea. idea exactly yeah, i mean i've been uh, trying out different careers for size for i don't know more than 10 years now yeah uh, so i've never had that clarity in school i wanted to at one point be a astronaut and then and uh, i wanted to join iit because frankly only because somebody said oh, it's really hard to get into iit i was like come on <laughs> it can't be I that can hard that. Yeah. i can do this let's do this so i wanted to go to iit for a while and then after that uh, i didn't like physics so then i was like oh okay i can do medicine and then yeah well that's it's gone into like too many different things like okay after medicine no i'll do ca now now i'll do mba now i'll do this now i'll do that uh so it's how it's shaped my aspirations is that i have never had anything specific that i've wanted to do but i know one thing that i've always wanted to be damn good at whatever it is yeah that the only goal was that i want to do this and i'm going to be superb at it right like i'm going to be the best there is and that how i say that to myself has changed over the years as i've realized how what internal dialogues i have with myself and how that could be impacting my thought process so the way i've said it to myself has changed but it's remained more or less the same can you talk more about that like how would you say it earlier and how do you say it so now? earlier i'd say it more like i want to be the best uh and i realized at some point and somebody showed me that uh when i'm saying i want to be the best i'm actually comparing myself with the best that exists at that time mm. and that's limiting in a way because i'm not letting go of limitations i am not truly embracing mm. how big it could be mm. and so now how i say to myself is that i want to be better than what i was yesterday mm. and that's the only goal i have mm. no matter what i'm doing i want to be constantly improving every single day i want to be pursuing excellence so it's not a place of perfection of becoming the best because that is a plateau of sorts right like you get there and then what mm. that doesn't make sense right. and so now my dialogue has changed to just simply being how am i going to get better at this every single day right yeah that's sounds like you evolved that to work to allow yourself to be even more to be 
even more whoever you want to be yeah mm. what has your relationship with yourself been like um from those early days like how did you see your how do you talk to yourself how do you see yourself from those days it's been like a bit of this kind of graph you know ups and downs uh quite a lot of faces have simply just been immense amount of self adoration like just thinking oh i'm brilliant i'm just fantastic <laughs> you know i love myself wow. uh, like w- what can be there to improve in me seriously <laughs> it's arrogance of sorts but it's also just like being like and this is coming from a place where i know i'm not necessarily uh the best at what i'm doing or you know there's uh, uh, definitely lots of things that i aim for and i don't get but i still think oh no but this is so great yaar i just feel so happy being myself but there have been phases uh where i've actually felt the opposite where i've actually berated myself a lot to mm. unhealthy levels of not doing something well mm. uh so though it's been a little bit of extremes right because then your whole identity is around that idea of being really good at things yeah right and so then you're either on the adoration end exactly. or you're at the berating like i'm not good enough correct and so it's like i'm saying i'm not good enough and then i'll fight really hard and then get there and then feel like oh okay now i can relax and then then feeling like oh no 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 right yeah. so a lot of putting a lot of pressure on myself for no reason to be honest yeah uh like to give an example around uh, say the journey around uh, my ca uh where it was going pretty decent and then at one point uh, it was ankit and me giving the final exam together and we thought let's be over smart because we are so like you know ahead of the times so cool we like we'll take the new course you know we won't take the there was an option to either go right. for a new version of the exam or an old version and nobody wanted to take the new version because it was an unknown animal it was the first time you do it yeah this is anyway tough you know you're not going to mess with trying out a new version yeah we are like no no this is such a great course and we are saying oh wow the institute is changing they're really doing things well we need to participate in this and uh, we appeared for that exam and our our 600 only two people passed and i beat myself about that right i was like well you can hardly have any excuse because two people did pass so it's not like you were out to fail everybody but you didn't do it right and i guess you're not that great mm. and i realize now that this is part of me perpetuating the narrative i have told myself all my life that you know okay i'm going to be great at whatever i do and yeah. i usually do really well my parents uh, doing no criticism whatsoever for me from me like you met them and you've seen how they talk about me it's yeah. like there can be nobody better in this world than my daughter <laughs> right and so many other people also like both of us have gone through the phase of being called topper and all of those tags along with it right absolutely and owning that has been such a big mistake yeah uh, it's one thing to believe you're really good and loving yourself and that's very healthy uh but owning a tag and feeling uh, a sort of allegiance to prove that tag yeah is so bad and I-, i can see so many times when i've berated myself it's just been as a result of that it's not like i mean frankly it's not like i didn't clear ca was not really such a bad thing at all i was doing my mba had a fantastic um, job offer and it was pretty much exactly what i had to do but the ca was probably irrelevant but it was just like wow no you have to prove yourself yeah i have to prove it to myself that i can Yeah, you're not proving it to anybody else but but you yeah. that I can Oh yeah, do. that's definitely there. That there is yeah. no thing of I want to show it to others. It's usually a very internal struggle mm. that I want to prove it to myself and I owe it to myself. Yeah. But that's not the right kind of language to use, right? And so I've been trying to move away from that. So how do you deal with it now then? Because I mean, to move away from that tag, how, like what do you hold yourself to now? Uh So I'll tell you what's helped is uh to go through a pretty horrible phase in the last 2 years. Mm. Uh has surprisingly helped. Mm. Of course while I was going through it it felt like hell yeah. which would never end. Uh but now I feel like I I feel thankful for having gone through that journey. Mm. Uh of allowing myself to fail. Uh of going through a phase in my last job where it literally felt like I was getting nothing right. Yeah. And 
it was really harming us in many ways and just imagine from coming from a place where i like to be self reliant and independent and really good at what i do thinking that my actions are not just dragging me down but also dragging others down yeah and ridiculous amount of pressure that i put on myself unhealthy in so many ways but because it went to such an unhealthy level i was suddenly alive to it mm. that i have gone to such a depth that i realize how the hell did i get here and i mm. see it was just this narrative that i was telling myself that i didn't need to yeah so now how i say it is that whatever i'm going to do i need to um how do i put this that taking a risk is a good thing and that i need to ask myself is this a big enough risk is this scaring me if it's not then maybe i'm not doing something big enough mm. because i'm trying to hedge uh against failure yeah that i'm trying to save myself from failure and that's how i check that okay. if i feel i if i have two paths to take and i find myself taking one i ask myself why am i not taking the other more ambitious path is it because of fear of failure then a that's wrong and b it just means i'm not taking big risks and if i'm not taking big risks by simple yeah. market economics i will not get big returns yeah yeah so that's what i'm telling myself now so from from that i'm hearing a desire for big returns can you talk more about that like what is this desire for um doing big things or allowing yourself you know what how do you describe that what's that desire uh i think it's just boundless ambition uh just allowing myself and i say allowing because i think i didn't allow myself before i held myself uh mm. back from just out of fear of thinking that mm. of saying that i can have ambition enough to do whatever i want now if that means uh doing some work which is going to impact a million lives so be it if it's going to be something that makes 100 crores per annum then it's that if it's just something that is only going to impact one small community but it's going to impact them in a big way it may be that yeah whatever it is so what was holding you back then uh i don't think i was allowing myself to be ambitious there was that similar uh voice saying i'm not good enough that mm. i like who am i to be so ambitious what have i done in life to you know want that ambition and I think just the shift that you don't need to have done something before to have ambition. Yeah. You need to have ambition in order to do something. Yeah. Uh So owning that and of course I I'll, I'll tell you the biggest reason why I have uh been able to think of it this way and that I credit it entirely to one person who is Ankit my husband. When I met him I thought he was audacious. that what are you saying you know you're not be and i'm a realist yeah i want to say let's be realistic about what you can achieve right like like let's not be uh, you know living in the clouds because i'm a doer i like to see see things done yeah so let's not be talking in the clouds about you know x or y or z which yeah. could or could not happen let's talk about what we can do now or what we can do in 3 months or what we can do in 6 months uh but just understanding how that unlocks his thinking power and having observed that over so many years mm. has unlocked the same thing in me as i've realized that i've only held myself back mm. that it's possible to achieve audacious things but only if you allow yourself to dream of those audacious things if you're going to mm. tell yourself from the beginning that who am i to be audacious you're never going to be what's the value of being ambitious and audacious though like why is that even something because you realize the true power that you have mm. uh there are so many things inside of us mm. that we don't know of unless we are put in a corner and told to fight back sometimes mm. i think that's one way a lot of people discover that they have power and that's great but life is not always going to put you in a corner mm. so you need to know how to unlock different things within yourself as well right. and that comes by saying it's a blank canvas and anything is possible from that point forward now what do you bring to the game because if somebody 
tells you the rules of the game then you are always going to think within that right, right so right. it's about unlocking how i think about things yeah and i mean i think it goes back to this idea of living fully and living freely and just allowing yourself um everything instead yeah. of living within a box and how how that's coming about in my life uh, to give an example is that while earlier i'd put myself and like i said career is such a big part of who i am and my identity Mm. uh earlier i you know give myself tags of you know being a finance expert because i had a ca or then there was a bit around okay i'm a manager or i'm good at strategy uh or saying okay i will do i will be part of a startup but i want to be you know doing product management and that's a specific area that i can own mm. it's come from a desire of um trying to make myself fit into the job market in a way mm. and how this boundless ambition has changed me is that what i really enjoy doing is actually having impact creating things being uh, creative in the process while being analytical at the same time just growing something mm. that's what i truly want mm. now in my previous mindset it was hard to own all of these things because my previous self would just say yeah but there's no job which allows you to do that right yeah. then you have to be an entrepreneur and that's yeah. scary yeah because i say oh to but to be an entrepreneur you also have to be a great sales person and you know you probably need to negotiate well and i'd get into all these details yeah of what i might have to do as an entrepreneur without seeing the big level and now i've realized no actually that's probably what i want to be in the long run right. what i want to do is to run an organization myself to uh, you know have a team who i can lead uh, maybe Absolutely. a venture that i'll start someday yeah and that's scary because that means it's a blank canvas which i will have to completely paint myself it yeah. will not come with you know a color by numbers guide yes. uh, which i can use my previous experiences and knowledge to color by yeah uh it means painting it myself and having the risk that it could be terrible yeah uh so this is how it's actually changed my own thinking to say that You know what? I probably could if I really make a product that I like, I'm pretty sure I'm going to sell it really well. Yeah. And negotiation is just a nego is a, is a style of communication. And maybe there are some people who are great at negotiating certain deals, and I'll be great at negotiating something else. And then there'll be all these little things which I would have told myself, but oh being this involves having this skill or a buy skill and I don't have those. Yeah. Now saying no. Maybe I won't have those skills, but I'll figure a way out. Yeah, I'm really hearing that narrative from like focusing on how good you are and trying to meet that uh label then hmm. to actually saying I want to do whatever I want, I want to be everything I can be and it's no longer a question of how good you are. It's it's just allowing yourself to do everything that you want to do and know that you can do it. Yeah, because I've taken the best boundaries. out of the equation, right? I've only said yeah. the only thing I owe to myself is to be better than who I was yesterday. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So I'm wanting to come back to your story a little bit and you know you um talked about uh, especially you talked about like your last few years yeah. and not having an easy time in that. Would you be open to talking about that? Sure. What was what was that like? Like what was that about? How did you land into that situation? Uh so it was many changes at uh uh at one time I was uh Ankita and I had just gotten married uh and I mean I'd always known that uh, my previous role was uh, abroad but I'd always known that I'd come back to India I mm. had no intention of uh, living there a long time uh and so when it was time to come back uh it was a case of changing countries from a like a, a country and culture that I'd really felt a part of and really enjoyed mm. uh coming back to India uh coming back without uh, a specific job so changing countries changing jobs and changing homes yeah because i was moving into uh, ankit's home yeah. with his with him and his parents and his family uh and there were a lot of difficulties around that period obviously for me to adjust to these new realities Absolutely. of coming from a place where uh, i lived in like a nice apartment just by myself pretty much planned my entire, entire day. day routine whatever according i mean had 
had no sort of responsibility to anything to be honest yeah uh, except to myself and my enjoyment uh and i came into a place where i got a new role we ankit and i decided to work together uh but there was also some uh there were there were difficult things happening at home mm. with his father's health mm. so it was a difficult environment both of us found ourselves in yeah uh we were both doing challenging work together as well mm. we were trying he already had made a pretty good organization and uh i came on board to help him expand that and that was a fairly challenging but incredibly exciting and fulfilling uh role uh so i'd say it was a mishmash of so many different changes and simply having to build a life with someone else which i am realizing when so many older people say marriage is hard and i'd be like really is it that hard like the same thing as you know i've thought about iit really is it going to be that hard <laughs> like come on let's say it yeah no it's me and ankit we'll say it yaar uh but it's so 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 hard because there are so many moving pieces which you cannot control and me coming from a place where i'm self reliant and i'm saying things will be great with me simply because i will work so hard at it but that doesn't work exactly that way when you are in a marriage or in a family there yeah. are so many moving parts you can't control that and yeah. simply making a lot of effort yourself actually sometimes is detrimental rather than helpful why so uh because you might be pushing people and things when they don't are not ready to be pushed right sometimes it's good because see effort is also expending yourself right Yep. and usually at least my tendency when i make an effort is to want to see expect uh, uh, results yeah. out of it like yeah. not from somebody else but just results as a matter of making efforts yeah but i'm just realizing that sometimes efforts don't yield those results and you have to kind of be okay with that right so yeah. that means that you have to often just be like something ankit tells me a lot like just be you know you don't have to constantly keep doing something yeah uh and So yeah, it was a mishmash of so many different things, and uh, that clashing with my insecurity, um, this huge pressure on myself mm. of wanting to do everything great, yeah, uh, fear of failure uh, in the work, the new work that I'd taken up more than anything else, yeah, uh, getting used to a new social setting. I think all of that combined together were. I at some point just felt like I have no mental and emotional resource to deal with any of this. Mm. So it was a very dark time of about I think 18 to 24 months of being depressed, being on medication mm. uh and some particular two or three month phases of being very very severely depressed. Mm. Uh Yeah, so that's how I got there. Right. And, and it went on for a while and how did your experience of like yourself change during that time like how did you start did you start seeing yourself differently what were the messages yeah like what was that it was like? devastating like what i was telling earlier uh, as laughing and telling you how much i loved myself i was the opposite for two years mm. and uh, i hate to say it but i hated myself yeah. like and i've never had that experience ever before in my life like i've had dips uh because like clinical depression because of hypothyroidism i've had bouts of clinical depression for 2 3 weeks at a time which is it's a difficult phase you're low for no reason at all there's a little bit of self loathing yeah i had never gone to a feeling where i thought i don't like myself as yeah. i am and for more than a year i felt like i don't like myself wow. and i felt unable to even change myself because i just felt like i am barely have enough resource to keep alive yeah i can't think of wanting to change myself to like myself yeah so i just have to live with this person i've become yeah was there any sense of this might change or did you feel like oh shit i have to just live like this now i had no hope right but i i think that's also the depression which makes you feel that yeah, right like it's a, like a um bottomless pit you just yeah. feel like there's there's only one way and that's down yeah there's no way you can reverse the trend Right. Like, I actually believed that for a very long time that the only trend is down and there's nothing that can stop my fall. And that's a 
pretty horrible feeling actually. Of Now course. that I think back, I was like, then what is it that keeps you going in that time? Uh, support from family helped a mm. lot. It helped tremendously. In fact, I'd say that's that was my salvation. Just uh, unrelenting support from my parents and brother. Mm. Uh, that was probably my salvation. Like the only reason I didn't give up was that if I gave up, like of course it's funny that it's again a sort of uh, holding myself accountable in a way. Yeah. But I think it helped uh, at that level to feel myself accountable to the efforts they were putting in me. Right. Because when yeah. they give and they love so much, you feel like accountable to them, then to some degree. Yeah. Yeah. Was it hard to ask for help? It wasn't very hard to ask family. Mm. Uh, my family or even Ankit's family, that wasn't very hard. It was very hard to ask of friends, actually. Yeah. Yeah. What was hard about it? First of all, the process of owning that I'm not in a good space itself. So, that was hard because of two reasons. One, uh, simply the act of talking and explaining felt exhausting mm. uh, because it meant reliving a lot of the emotions yeah and i'm trying so hard almost every day to shut those out right yeah so to own up to them is feeling vulnerable again absolutely so it was hard for that that barrier of i'll have to emote that much and i don't know if i'm ready for that and yeah. i don't know if i'll bounce back the other is again a fear of coming across as a failure actually mm of like oh this is Neeti who usually who's always gets yeah who's a topper and who always is like does the best things uh, and gets everything right always and oh she's in such a bad place really and I know rationally so throughout that entire phase I knew rationally everything that I was thinking was not making sense yeah the rational part of me knew that this does not make sense this is irrational what you're saying is illogical nobody right. thinks this way it doesn't stop you from feeling but it doesn't stop you from feeling that right. which is a pretty helpless feeling actually now that yeah. i think of it absolutely uh, because you know that all of this is not true but you believe it anyway but you're sort of still paralyzed in action yeah. like you still can't reach out and have those conversations because you're still victim to these thoughts that you know are not sensible correct yeah I mean, it's hard when you have a certain image or a certain identity in the social world or with your friends and then breaking that. Um, how was that then to actually reach out or like, how has, do you feel like your identity has evolved or like amongst the people you have shared with or your relationship with yourself? I don't know. I haven't gone so much into that about how others have seen me or how that's changed. I feel like maybe it's possible that I may have skipped that part altogether. What I found once I started recovering and that recovery came about with, uh, it helped to have uh, medication that helped to keep a certain baseline level yeah. below, which I didn't go. Uh, but once that happened and then uh, I worked on, you know, uh, resolving a few situations, for example, moving out of work, which was causing a lot of conflict and mm. uh, uh, probably causing a lot of angst. Uh, so once that freed up, I think when I was able to start getting in touch with myself again, I think I focused on more than anything else what we were talking about earlier, my self-reliance of remembering back to I love myself yeah, and I love being with myself yeah. and uh, going back to what I'd always said that I, I, I don't want to compare myself to others, I don't want to be the best yeah uh, I, I just want to be a better version of myself Absolutely. and just saying that to myself every day whenever I catch myself trying to compare or trying to feel like am I doing good enough or not just constantly say that to myself that yeah. I, I don't need to compare I'm great as I am absolutely and that's helped a lot I think mm. to go back to that rather I mean I haven't explored this bit around actually how others might have seen my identity change or not to be very honest I feel like I don't want to do that absolutely I, as I asked it I was like maybe it comes from somebody who has thought about it or cares about 
how other people perceive me hmm. um and has thought about that but it's good that you haven't thought about it and you're just being yourself right so but this idea of how you relate to others and even even during that time um can you talk more about your even in your relationship hmm. um how do you cope with that relating with another person and having your own needs and um but being self-reliant as well what has your journey with that been what do you mean like relating with someone else <clears throat> say even ankit like hmm. your relationship with him and just after being a solo entity for so long hmm. you come into like a a partnership yeah. with someone yeah what's it been like to go from being self-reliant to learning to be self-reliant even in a relationship and the and the edges of that yeah i think i struggle with it pretty much daily still so mm. i really have no epiphanies to share around that uh what do you struggle with though uh i think i struggle with interdependence i'm, I'm so used to the idea of in- independence mm. that i struggle with interdependence and i think that's what uh, being in a partnership is right yeah uh so what's been helping me feel peaceful in recent times has been to just try to put myself in the shoes of the other person and that usually helps that and not to put myself in the same situation but to draw an analogy mm uh for example say if we were to meet somewhere and you couldn't make it then if i felt irritation i'd say but what if i was in that person's place for example one week ago i might have uh, bailed out on somebody else mm. uh and i justified that to myself right to me that made a lot of sense which means that to you also it made a lot of sense uh, sense when you bailed out on something so just trying to put myself in that person's situation helps empathize yeah. and so helps release a little bit of the you know crazy expectations i have of others hmm i mean and then owning that for myself as well right like yeah. okay i do this too you know i yeah. screw up as well i ask for help as well or i uh uh don't always show up in the best way as well yeah uh, whatever expectations i have of others or whatever disappointments i have in others the others feel the same way about me so like you know i need to get off the goddamn high horse on that yeah and i mean i wanted to go deeper into the struggle itself i mean these are the coping mechanisms yeah um but when you said interdependence is hard yeah. what about it what about it is hard cuz you have to uh give up a little bit of yourself in the process mm also uh, interdependence will mean often coming meeting at a common ground mm. and i think i'm so used to being so strong opinioned strong willed this is who i am yeah and i won't compromise on my values uh, yeah interdependence means having to let go of a little bit of that right of being open to where the other person is coming from mm can you give an example uh how ankit and i fight for example my way is to want to do it in an organized way obviously uh, <laughs> and i don't want people yelling uh and i want to have long conversations and i want to say a lot of things his way is to have short bursts very high intensity usually there will be yelling well not yelling but yeah there'll be raised voices uh and there'll be a lot of being uncomfortable whereas for me there's a lot of wanting to comfort each other in the process yeah and i'm saying horrible things to you but i still love you right <laughs> whereas this is just like i'm saying horrible things to you deal with it yes they are true yeah uh so realizing that neither of them is the right way for me this works but for him that doesn't because for somebody who may not have always communicated in that way i'm asking him to adopt like a whole new different way of communication now mm. because that's the only way i'll communicate right uh so being okay with being uncomfortable like being okay to fight in a different way yeah that's also being interdependent in a way right that's part of the interdependence Absolutely. that i said yeah you can't just have it your way the whole time yeah yeah there's a lot that we can go in with relationships but 
yeah i'm just wondering um i'm looking at your journey again and looking at when are you what have you discovered about like being yourself uh when are you most yourself uh in any given situation I'm not sure i understand that fully like okay. i've been looking at this this question of like do we allow ourselves to be ourselves and when do we um when are we most ourselves and when do we thrive and when is that for you i'm i haven't been very good at it i've been discovering it recently that when i say to be myself what it's pro- possible that what i'm probably referring to is to be present and i think that takes care of a lot of other things and by being present i mean being here listening to what you're saying not worrying about will this look good on camera or not not thinking back to what i discussed with somebody else this morning and how that relates to it or you know oh what had i said that i will definitely say in this podcast <laughs> you know i better bring that point in no just being present listening to what you're saying making sure my mind is not wandering and i think as a result of that i automatically drop a lot of Mm. personality pretenses expectations disappointments all of them naturally drop yeah. simply by being present and saying i am here i'm not running in the future i'm not living yeah. in the past yeah and what helps you do that like how do you help yourself show up that way then i just i think it's something that i need to just keep practicing i don't know i i've st- like this is a recent thing that i've discovered for myself yeah. so i think i just need to, it's like a a skill or a, like you know not like cycling but something else which just gets better with practice maybe like playing an instrument yeah yeah but i just i keep reminding myself i'm wandering i'll try and catch myself now and bring myself back right yeah i'm just allowing my mind to wander and like yeah in terms of like oh what do i want to talk about with you meeti <laughs> um and this this topic of connection comes to mind hmm. um like i i've seen connection and feeling like you belong to something uh you know be so important sometimes to hmm. uh just feeling good about your life and and being everything you can be what's what's that been like for you this this topic of connection or belonging to a certain community or group hmm. have you what what's been your relationship with that i think that's been hard for me and that comes again from wanting to be independent uh i take very long to feel connected mm. to someone definitely to a group of people very very long yeah uh i saw that uh, recently when i had gone for that program mm. uh, mission impossible and just being able to connect with the group and be part of the group uh it took me 3 days out of the four yeah uh because i always looked at myself at an arms length yeah uh, and i think i justify that to myself by saying that i'm a very you know live and let live kind of person uh but it's probably like me holding on to my personality quite a lot and it it has some shadows back to uh in my childhood when i thought i'm boring and that's why nobody wants me i'm always mm-hmm. the last to get picked in a team or people when like my friends to be will play together uh, but not call me because they don't like me or you know they're not interesting enough yeah. and so I learned to just be like okay I'm I can be one step away that's okay I don't have to necessarily feel included right. and then that still translates now where yeah. it's like a mix of so many things right it's that it's probably a fear of rejection yeah uh it's uh, me my uh narrative to myself of saying oh I'm a little shy and introverted yeah right these are all like tags that I've picked up and kept in my purse all these years yeah without evaluating maybe it's time to throw them away now yeah so true it's the it's the early experiences of not of having been excluded yeah. and so you learn to be self-reliant and yeah. then you also then start putting those tags of well I'm you know introverted and this is how That's I am it's rationalizing right yeah, yeah That, it's uh, rationalizing around yeah. it and so what makes you want to put it away like you just said maybe it's time to put it away so at that program when i did feel a part of the group that was empowering that felt so nice yeah and whenever i've been part of a group and really felt i mean that feeling is always so great right of saying that oh i belong here mm. whether it's your country or your family or your friends or your company whatever it yeah. may be it's a great feeling because you feel connected to some greater purpose 
by and by greater purpose it's not like okay when we are like friends hanging out there's barely any greater purpose than well, laughing a lot just having fun yeah but uh, just feeling like uh, i feel some connection between you and me as a human being yeah yeah and what about connecting with others like um how have you had that need fulfilled in in other settings like other than this program you mean how i have done it or gotten past my hesitation or what do you mean yeah like have you found connection how do you find connection otherwise like if you've been someone who's been very the funny thing now that you say it is that i was like running through all the instances in my head when i've made new friends and almost always uh, people have chosen me rather than me you having chosen them, them. Interesting. Uh, yeah I'm very bad at making the first move <laughs> really bad at it what keeps you from choosing people the same what i was telling you earlier about you why am i rejected yeah fear of rejection or feel like telling myself that no i'm shy and you know i'll come across as awkward because i feel awkward do you find yourself wanting to choose people mm not very often actually now that you say it mm yeah it's possible that i may have either internalized or really just enjoyed that I'm just happy being by myself so it doesn't matter. I don't know which <laughs> one like, it is. I'm just a rock star so like people will people will just oh, recognize da, da, that and come da, da, to me. Da, da. I do not think that. No way. I wish I had such a fantastic opinion of myself. Well, you did share that sometimes you did and that was uh when I was a teenager. Mm. I haven't had that feeling. I felt like I I felt like I'm good, I'm enough. Uh but I've not had that feeling. I, reality has uh, hit me many times <laughs> in the face since i was 15 so no i don't feel that anymore yeah um how do you take care of yourself mm. i think very very simply in uh one sentence by having enough me time that usually takes care of everything mm. i've realized that i need that to back up what needs taking care of like when do you need to take care of yourself even all the time i mean fair enough <laughs> fair enough like uh, there's no yeah i mean i've been more conscious of it recently because of having gone through a low phase yeah so i've done actively done more of that as yeah. a means to recovering yeah uh but yeah now that i mean if you're saying when do i need to do that like it's from this point time. forward i probably need to do it all the time yeah because i i feel like that's when i will uh, feel free to do everything else right right when i have taken that's care kind of, of like myself the point of it then other things i will take care of right right so that's kind of like, like the yeah, point of yeah. of of doing it like yeah. why why are we even trying to care for our needs it's so that we can be ourselves and do whatever we want yeah yeah that's interesting where do you want to go from here like you you've like when you look at yourself and your inner journey hmm. um what's the what do you want to focus on I want to focus on being ambitious of yeah limitless boundless ambition mm uh I'll continue just being better than I was yesterday mm what yeah that's what drives you to want that what's behind it, that it drives me in itself it's like an intrinsic thing mm What would that give you then like if you were limitless and had boundless ambition and were living like that how what would it change about your life and your internal experience Uh I think I'd achieve more simply because I would not be uh having limiting conversations with myself by saying oh I don't have x skill or uh I can't do y relationship Yeah Right but why is achieving more important then to you it keeps me growing mm that's yeah that's been something i've wanted probably all my life mm you wanted that growth and evolution and getting better at things and that gives you satisfaction yeah mm and when you think about okay so you want boundless ambition and you want to live like that mm. um how like how do you move towards that what is the mindset what is the approach how do you give yourself that 
Uh, that's a little difficult actually. It's uh, Right now it's been in very practical terms, it's been job hunting and uh, job hunting but only focused on what specifically I want from uh, a job and not necessarily worrying about uh, resume and career paths and all of that. Yeah. So right now that's how it's practically transpiring. No, I mean more in terms of the internal uh, mindset huh. towards things rather than the actions you need to take. Like job hunting is the action you need right, to take towards right. boundless ambition. But um, how do you like keep growing inside? How do you help yourself towards that goal? So in recent times, uh, going to that Mission Impossible uh, Leaders program has helped. Mm. Uh, I think reading helps me tremendously. Mm. Uh, and like not just non-fiction reading around the subject. Yeah. But reading just anything because that's a new world, right? Yeah. And uh, you discover so much through that process. So yeah. that I think really helps me. And I think I'm naturally surrounded by so many inspiring people. Mm. That also helps tremendously. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think I'm very grateful and very lucky yeah. that I have people who are actually believing in the same thing as I do of having a growth mindset, wanting to always move forward, being positive. Absolutely. So that in itself is like, yeah, I'm like, you know, part of the current going that way. Yeah, so important to surround yourself with that kind of people who are like-minded. Yeah. My know. parents used to say that a lot when I was a kid and when, you know, when all of us used to hang out together. This was around when we were 7th, 8th standard, 13 years old. And I had heard them say so many times to other people that uh, Tina has a really good group of friends and that's really good. And they'd keep seeing that for different um, groups of friends. They'd always say that yeah. to other people, like yeah. either our relatives or their own friends. And uh, to me at that time, that sounded like, yeah, but probably everyone does, you know, everybody must be having great friends. Yeah. But I see the value of that now, yeah. that having people with similar values uh having who people who all had like you know a growth mindset uh positivity yeah of wanting to achieve things that's so valuable that yeah. really has shaped so many things about me because the kind of conversations i have with friends are often not just only service surface level i mean there's enough of that for having fun but there are deeper conversations and that is so valuable like i feel like yes it's possible that some people don't have that yeah. And I see how lucky I am to have it. Absolutely. Yeah. It, it, it shapes you very differently from your parents having that same conversation. When your peer group is having those conversations with you, I think it really impacts you tremendously. Absolutely. I mean, I think that's been one of the uh, motivations to have even this kind of conversation and hmm. share it publicly because I, I, some, I've encountered in my talking to some people that the level of isolation they faced hmm. um, when they were surrounded by people who were talking about stuff that didn't jive with them. Right. And so I almost felt like it'd, it'd be nice to like have these conversations and share them. Right, And right. conversations that are about our deeper motivations and about like who we are rather than, you know, I don't know, some celebrity or, <laughs> you know, I mean, those conversations can be fun as well for a lot of people. Yeah. But if they're the only conversations you're surrounded by, hmm. a lot of people can feel lost in that. Or so. feel like that's not relevant for me. Yeah. That, that's them. That's not me. That, that's and how will me. I ever get that? I don't yeah, connect right. with that. Yeah. So, yeah. Anything that you have wanted to share in this podcast? That <laughs> I was almost started to make a list last week, but I stopped myself. I said, that'll be in violation of everything that <laughs> the podcast should stand for. So I will not make a list. Although but I'm a lover will. of lists. Yeah, but we will indulge it anyway. I didn't make the list. You so I do, don't know. I don't have anything specific <laughs> I want to share, unfortunately. And I'll have to come up with something interesting. <laughs> like what were you, what part were you curious to share about yourself? Uh, I'll tell you what I... The one agenda I came with uh, was only to allow myself to be vulnerable. Mm. And I think I allowed myself to do that. Wonderful. So that's why I don't have any specific... I, I did think it'd be nice if I have a really witty story to tell, but I don't, unfortunately. <laughs> that's uh, me wanting to be cool. Yeah. <laughs> you're, you're cool enough, Meeti. It's okay. I think, you've, I, I think you've done a good job. Yeah, sure. I think you've scored very good marks thank here. You, thank you, thank you, Mega. I'll be sure to check up on how many likes you get on YouTube on this. Well, thank you so much. It's been wonderful talking and just 
I don't know, hearing some elements of you that I hadn't actually known. Really? Like, like the thing about growing up uh, and being excluded when you were a yeah. kid. I didn't know that. So it's interesting to get that context. Okay. All right. Thank you for having me. It was fun. All right. <laughs>